So breaking down the premier's address to the province last night, like I said, I think the, the main takeaway for most Albertans will be the inflationary relief measures that were brought in. And by and large, I think they're pretty successful. I mean, there's some criticism I've seen out there, but I mean, it's going to help a lot of Albertans. That's, that's the bottom line. Um, let's get Trevor Harrison's take. Trevor is a political scientist at the University of Lethbridge. Trevor, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you being Great. here today. Good morning, Shay. Uh, happy to be here. So overall, what, what's your assessment uh, from what we saw last night from the Premier? Do you think it was effective? Passing grade? What do you think? Well, I, certainly I, I agree with you. The uh, Anytime that you're giving away money to people, people are really happy with that. Mm-hmm. So there's an awful lot of money that is uh, is going out there. Uh, $2.4 billion in all various forms of relief. Uh, there's a few things uh, certainly uh, that uh, that one could uh, quibble with uh, for people who are uh, reasonably low income actually uh, and are single uh, if you don't have kids you're suddenly sort of left yeah. out of it uh, and and the 180,000 and less uh, amount of money that you have to earn before you get some of these things that's a really really high threshold so i suspect some people might say well why is it that people are getting $170,000 a year are suddenly getting this extra money? Well, somebody who's a, a single person earning $35,000 a year isn't. I mean, it's a bit of a glaring it, hole, right? It, it is, and I, I think the reason is is clearly this was a political statement uh, gearing up for the election. Uh, the, the calculation is that these are the people, seniors and uh, families, people with uh, kids, who are most likely to vote uh, and hopefully vote for the UCP. So, uh, And the other groups are sort of being left out of it because they don't quite fit within the voter bank that the UCP has identified. So it's very much a political statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because there's big numbers there, I think that's what people were, will remember. But there were, of course, three other parts to right. really her speech last night, and that was health care, the Sovereignty Act, and... Uh, sort of trying to convince people to forget things that she said even fairly recently that that was me then but i'm a dis- different person suddenly now so yeah so let's go through those when it comes to the health care i think um, we're all pretty clear on what the issues are and i think the three that she talked about are ones that everybody agrees with you know wait times with surgery and er's and and those things but but we need the details i mean okay you're going to fix them we've been hearing that for a while how are you going to fix them i think that we're pretty scant on details on that file yeah, that is a really big file, and it's a big one right across the country. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of talk about, well, money, we can't just throw money at it. But money actually is a pretty big deal of this when you think about you need nurses, you need doctors, you need attendants, you need to train people. So some of these things can't be solved overnight, and they actually do require a fair amount of money. So there's a lot of kind of uh, rhetoric and skirting around the edges that we're going to solve these things it's not going to be solved no. in the next six months. And uh, so they're trying to tap dance while uh, dealing with a, an issue that Albertans are really concerned about. Yeah, no question about it. it, it I mean, you, you can you can track the polling, and there's been a bunch done. What do Albertans care about? Number one is inflation. That's right across the board. Number two is health care. So those two were one and two in the address. After that, the doors sort of got thrown open to, to issues that uh, Albertans aren't really all as interested in in terms of polling and what, what they're indicating are sort of top of mind for them, but that's the Sovereignty Act, and, and, and that's what brought Danielle Smith to the leadership, and she's, um, I, I'm not going to say pivoting, but she's certainly trying to soften it in some ways, right? Yeah, and it was actually, for me, it was a uh, it was very curious when uh, finally we get uh, told what the renaming of the Act is. 
the Alberta Sovereignty Within a United Canada Act, which is quite a mouthful. But the other thing I was suddenly remembered when I heard that, uh, there was a joke by the uh, Quebecois comedian, Yvonne Deschamps, in the uh, 1990s, where the joke was, he said, what is it Quebec wants? The province wants to be independent within a strong in United Canada. Um, so it's almost the exact wording of what was a joke. <laughs> And uh, Deschamps, the reason it was a joke that people laughed at was they realized this was an incompatible kind of thing. You're trying to square the circle here. It's almost like Smith and the people in her office didn't get the joke and are actually trying to suggest that they can square the circle. The reason for this is obvious. Uh, the vast majority of Albertans do not want to separate. They're actually rather fearful of this language. They are very proud Canadians, uh, wherever they've come from, even people born here. And so they're trying to square the circle around promises to make Alberta effectively independent, uh, while at the same time assaging the fears of these people. So it's they didn't get the joke, and they've come up with a name for it that really is quite contradictory in its own terms. Yeah, I think you're right. It's trying to thread that needle with something that you campaigned on and you feel is important with the realization that most Albertans really don't like it, and, it, and it's going to be a tough, tough job. Uh, the last very, one... Very tough. Well, and, and again, it's it's really appealing to a very minority it group with, of supporters that she has there. Yeah, exactly. I think the recognition yeah. is there within the party. The last one, and I think it's going to be the one where she's pressed hardest when she gets herself in front of a microphone next um i've evolved and some of the yeah. viewpoints that i took previously i realized uh they've evolved they've changed she's gonna have to answer which ones well, which ones were you wrong on and how do you feel about them now uh that's going to be the next uh, step that we have to take here right yeah and, and you know uh people can change uh but you know she's in her early 50s she is she's not only brought up many of these topics as a point of entertainment or or things to talk about she has argued lobbied hard for many of the things she said she firmly believes that many of the things she said in the past and these aren't like 10 years ago in, in many cases these are things she's written about talked about only in the last year to suddenly say I've pivoted away, I'm a different person now. Uh, once she gets in front of a microphone and it's not the controlled, uh, uh, you know, television studio, it'll be interesting to see how she actually handles that. Because, but as you know, the the art of politics is to some extent to get people to forget yeah. things you want them to forget and to remember things you want them to remember. So uh, she's she's a skilled uh, person in the media industry. Can she do that? Well, there's an awful lot of baggage there that would have to be left behind. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see how that goes. That's going to be one of the biggest challenges throughout the campaign. Trevor, thanks so much for joining us and providing some insight. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.